0: Marketing is one of those things where people, they're scared of it. They're scared of it because they don't understand it. And so they don't zoom in on it.
1: Work is what grows a business. And you just need to make sure it's the right kind of work and the right kind of decisions.
0: How do you parse out where the ROI is coming from?
1: Focus solely on the ROI of an individual channel. I don't think it's the marketer's job to get you an ROI. I think it's the marketer's job to hit agreed upon KPIs.
0: Hey, it's Tim Brown and Brad Akers. How you doing, Brad?
1: Oh, I'm fantastic. How are you doing?
0: I'm doing incredible. We are going to give you a no-nonsense conversation about tracking ROI and marketing, specifically for roofing companies. And I'm going to hit you with the hard questions, Brad. But first, I want to hear about what you're doing in a minute or so. Where where are you coming from? Where are you at? Where are you going? There
1: we go. Okay. So coming
0: from, I have been used to work in distribution,
1: started a marketing agency and brief time owned a roofing company, and was able to uh, grow that marketing agency, recently sold it about a month ago now, always focusing on the roofing industry. Where I'm at is I'm working on building a coaching program, kind of working with people on looking at their processes and creating process driven strategies that compound. So the idea that I really want to get in their head is let's get results on previous results and really maximize everything that we're doing. When from this first appointment to the closed deal, where am I going? Well, I want to grow that. I want to build some uh, serious momentum for a lot of people. And I really just want to change the way that they're thinking about growing their business. Um, it doesn't mean that I think that there's a lot of noise right now. I've always loved you being a no nonsense person, kind of just saying it how it is. But at the end of the day, like I want people to understand that you don't have to go put yourself in a box. You don't have to follow everyone else's path.
0: Mm.
1: Work is what grows a business and you just need to make sure it's the right kind of work and the right kind of decisions. And if you can get that, you're good. But some of the sexier stuff also slips through your fingers over and over. Oh,
0: yeah, yeah, it's a little distracting sometimes. The amount of consultants, let's let's be real in this industry, and the amount of like big opinions and people with these big, loud opinions that tell everyone else they're wrong and stuff like that. And then you see all these companies like. Fifty percent of these companies haven't been on Facebook. You know what I mean? Like they and they're running big, beautiful, profitable companies. So just note that. Like trust yourself. You have more context on your situation than anyone else. And and that being said, an occasional time where we talk to a a, a solid when you need help, when you need specific things, and marketing is one of those things where people they're scared of it. They're scared of it because they don't understand it. And so they don't zoom in on. I have been that way with accounting. I am changing my ways. <laughs> I am studying. I'm studying that because I, I don't believe a actual legit business where I'm going is going to be a, I don't want to learn accounting. And marketing is just that way for people. So if you feel that way, don't stop listening to this episode. Listen to the whole episode. Brad's going to give you clear ways, principles to think about these things. I'm super excited about it. Obviously we do the service but in general, Hook doesn't consider ourselves consultants on marketing, and I believe in partnering with other smart consultants. And if they if they look at our stuff and they look under the hood and they see a broken engine, Brad will not will, – will discontinue referring me. So the, I, there's always a risk, right? Like I, I know that there's always a risk. I We just have to make our service good and, and stand up under scrutiny. So let's talk about ROI return R-O-I. on investment i spend a dollar and i get 10 dollars is that That's how it pretty. works i don't know yeah how is yeah. it how does it work should you the first question i've got for you is should you let's let's address that question later in the podcast yeah so open loop for your brain right now is we're going to ch- talk about how many dollars should i get back if i spend a dollar first question though for you is should we be looking at channel roi or collective roi so channel being like facebook google billboards tv like connected device stuff with Hulu or whatever or should i be looking at my overall marketing spend and what i'm getting back
1: so the answer is a little nuanced in my opinion um but overall like if i just had to say one thing right now it would be look at the collective roi With that being said, what you want to make sure of is that nothing is hurting your ability to generate an ROI. So if you have a channel that is just not doing what it's supposed to do, then of course, it's probably time to drop it. But the way I really consider is like you need to like say you're running Google ads. It's really important to know that you're within a KPI and to Mm -hmm. understand what KPIs, key performance indicators, you should be looking for and tracking. I think one of the issues is people don't track the right KPIs. But yeah. for Google Ads, it's relatively simple. I The numbers I say, and Tim, you have a ton of Google Ads accounts, so you can disagree if you want. But the numbers in my mind is like the average conversion on Google Ad should be maybe around $150. 60% of conversions will turn into appointments. Ours is 103 So, hey, sign up for Tim right now. Uh, We're we're doing very
0: well, but that's that's amazing. We're trying, you know. That's
1: amazing, guys, for real. So 60% or so of conversions will be appointments. So I've tracked the crap out of that. You're not getting appointment for every lead that comes in, like, at all. Mm -hmm. In fact, less than people usually think. So average, and I'm using conservative numbers I'd li- rather like if I use one hundred three. If I use eighty uh, percent, we, be we on the
0: way in. We say one hundred and fifty normally, like because I yeah, don't I want it. <laughs> we don't want to set that crazy precedent. I, it's just I'm proud of that number. But it's in the general, like one hundred fifty is good. Like if you're doing yeah. one hundred fifty, and they're you know that's good. And
1: I have no skin in the that game anymore. I will tell you directly, hundred three is amazing. I've. We've hit I've hit that number in my old marketing agency with some accounts, but if I looked at the the global accounts, yeah. it ended up always being. Hey, you of know of what's a
0: good note here too, just like a side note is there is a good chunk of companies in our portfolio that have very solid brands and are doing other marketing. What we also need to do is we need to understand how much of those conversions are brand conversions because if somebody says a billboard they're not always typing in the url right so there's that is one of those things where you can ask for your marketing company how many of these conversions are branded versus not branded we ultimately think that those are really important ones to look at too and there's just like at least like three to five companies in there that are cranking on brand billboards there's some tv in there there's you know, like one of our clients is Monarch. So they're yeah. like, you know, obviously like just going nuts. Mm-hmm. Um Ethan Andes is incredible with this brand. Like, mm-hmm. so there's a lot of people pushing brand really, really hard. And then yeah, that, that obviously lowers it. the cost on ads. Yeah.
1: Well, I think that, so, I mean, that kind of would, I'm sure we're going to talk about that kind of thing in a little bit because it's so relevant, but the point that I'm making is like, say 150 $250 an appointment would be 60% of $150. Like, yeah, so sure. say $250 an ad spend an appointment. So those are numbers that you can be like, okay, is it around there? And now give it time, like 60 yeah. to 90 days. I know that you're tired of hearing, oh, you got to let it work. But like, they don't know every single Google ad campaign, even if you started with the exact same keywords, even in the exact same market is going to operate differently. Like mm-hmm. there's just no cloning a campaign and getting a clone of the results. Yeah. So what you need to do is like, if you want someone to take a customized approach like Tim does, I know if you want someone to really consider all the little nuances of your business, don't expect them to get it right on the first try, get expect them to get pieces of it right. And for it to build up, in a way over maybe 90 days to 120 days to where you're starting to see it work. Yeah, so 100%. to answer the question though.
0: Yeah, I don't even know think- Know the KPIs I think, like, of the channel. Tax- and get really into it sooner than that is probably just, yeah, not
1: a great idea. I agree. Yeah, Know the KPIs of the channels, establish them, ask what should the KPIs be? So That's ask them, hey, how long will it take for us to get within KPI? And in your mind, what is KPI? Don't tell them what your KPIs are and force them to be an order taker when you don't even know the channel.
0: Can I give an example of that too? Like, real quick, like this there is um, a big roofing company that talked to us and they're like, we need it to be this. And we're like, we don't believe that's possible. We're very, very good. We have low costs, we we know what we're doing, but you're going to get a liar. Yeah, and like the... if you if you force that, like if you're talking to like five agencies and you say we need our every lead to be fifty bucks, and like one one you're gonna get liars, people that are like yeah, and then the other one is like you're gonna go to like. Facebook, you're going to go to lower qualified leads. Like there's nothing wrong with Facebook. I'm just saying like on average, it's going to be more likely to be tire kickers. That, yeah. That
1: uh, I said 60% of leads yeah. on Google, like try 10% on Facebook.
0: Yeah. And there's basically, there's there's nothing wrong with that. But just no, you're forcing people, you're forcing your agency partners. And like some won't lie to you. We'll just tell you like, no, we're never going to do $50 a lead. That's fine. Like we, we want to be nice, but. I wanted that account, but I, I just don't think it's smart for us to like. Like, that's not going to happen. But you don't want
1: order takers. Yeah. You yeah. don't want tort. You want people to come in and really explain to you what's going on. So ask the questions, and the best thing you can do for yourself is asking the right questions. So my answer: global ROI, collective ROI, on the all of your marketing spend, but no the KPIs of individual channels that are reasonable for the channel and seek outside mm-hmm. to understand what those KPIs are. Don't just make no. stuff up and expect that someone else can just do your bidding because that's not how it works.
0: Mm-hmm. I agree 100%. My next question for you is how do you parse out where the ROI is coming from? Like I, I understand we want collective ROI, but like for instance – you may be trying a good chunk of new things. It's hard to—it's hard to stagger experiments, is what I'm trying to say. So, like, you're doing a couple new billboards, and at the same time, you're doing some new Google Ad campaigns for something. You know what I mean? Like, how do you parse it?
1: Contractors love the catch-all because it makes every single one of their roof builds easier and more profitable. Protective netting wraps facade and landscaping to prevent from left-behind nails and damage. Homeowner referrals bring you more jobs, and insurance supplements bring you more profits. But my favorite part, the branding.
0: So, I would say there's... I guess like I already gave a little bit of that answer because I said like you should be tracking how much you're... Clicks on the Google side are coming from branded, but like maybe another example might be like, we just did 20 events, yeah, okay, and then we're also doing you know other types of marketing. How do we know which came from which? How do you make so? That's part of why my original
1: answer to the first question was if you just focus solely on the ROI of an individual channel. Though you should know roughly how many dollars are coming in and if how many directly attributable dollars are going out, it's fine to know that. With that being said, the events is a great example. Say you went to twenty events. I don't know. I mean, I'd imagine that costs potentially a hundred thousand somewhere in that
0: fall well, we're, we're very scrappy, so <laughs> not 60, not like a, well, like ten of those we did like almost in trade. Okay. kind of type things yeah. which was probably twenty thousand dollars of our time but not money so sure either way it doesn't matter twenty thousand or fifty thousand it was like thirty five thousand
1: okay yeah. so thirty five thousand man you're good so thirty five thousand i think he knows accounting better than he says he does uh <laughs> <making> it up. <laughs> thirty five thousand yeah. so that's the dollars out now if you look at the growth of the business as a whole yes and then you can now work backwards and look what new things have i been doing yeah. and then what you want to do is look okay once again yes were these within a kpi that i established yes. like but for yeah. events like that's a branding play yeah. really so like yeah
0: and i'll i'll just kind of say the way i was thinking of it too like and i think that this is for events for us but this could transfer to any kind of big new marketing channel that you take. Like I said, there's events where we didn't get one real deal, right? Like, yeah. But overall, we did these 20 events, and we got enough for the money we spent. We got at least enough, so we know our we know our cost of acquisition, which ours is very high. So I don't want to. No, you're go, getting me excited. Cost price. I don't, don't want to go too. I, you know what? I I might as well talk about it because. You know, some of you guys might get more out of this. I, ours is like 7.5K, which is insane if you think about it. But it is what, what it is. And but what LTV works and yeah. you're good. And uh, you yeah, exactly. Our, yeah, our lifetime value is higher, right? Like it's much higher than an average roof. Probably because so. you turn people away. Yes. Um, yes, we do. Yes, exactly. We and turn that's why away. your
1: LTV is higher, which yeah. is a more strategic way to grow
0: without yeah. just like grabbing whatever you can. Exactly. So based on that number, the amount, the amount that we spent more than covered that. Like if we look at our average before events, it more than covered like 7.5 per, we at least got that many clients.
1: Mm-hmm. You know
0: what I mean? So as we spent at 7.5 however many times, we had, and I looked at it a little bit more on like clusters of events, but it more than covered like how many uh, clients we got from it. And then what I would say as well is like, then it was all the relationships. And I think we can say that in two ways, like brand, like we're building a brand and that's good, but it's a little soft. And I know a lot of roofers have a hard time thinking about brands sometimes because I think it's it feels soft. It's not, and it's the biggest thing, but it's like, it feels long-term. And I know a lot of people are new and it's really hard to think that way. So other than that, Think about relationships and you know relationships do well because you've got, you know, 15 referrals in the last couple of months and they, they have a higher close rate. So the relationship That's side what about to add. is a little bit more of an obvious, like in addition to the cost per acquired customer or CAC or COA being 7.5K or less for all those events, we also got all this relationship and all this brand building. So those are the things that I think of. It's hard to quantify in the ROI equation. Well,
1: yeah. I mean, so the way I would like, one of my questions for you would be like trying to work backwards, individual data points you can look at that would kind of point towards what you're seeing. So one is your close rate for the year higher than it was last year. If, no, <laughs> no, but I
0: also like our, 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 like bar keeps going up. And exactly.
1: Like, so that would then my next question would be like, okay, that's not where I, I say this a lot. And then, uh, Michael Gogan, I think said only sits deal in absolutes. I was like, I thought I was the only one who yeah. said that. It's great, but I think it's such a funny thing to say, but it's true. Like, okay. An absolute would be like, oh, your closing rate. Didn't go up. Then it didn't work. No. You look at, okay, inbound leads. Did you yeah. get more inbound yeah. leads than you have in the past? Absolutely, yes. A, by a significant increase? Yes. Probably. Now, let's look at something, maybe website traffic. Do you have more website traffic than you have had in the past?
0: We have a little bit of complexity on that, too. Okay. I, I like that we're doing real workshop here. Yeah, <laughs> We just have been pursuing a lot more out of niche traffic previously sure. and we've got a lot more stringent with like only okay. going after things for our ideal customer what about bucket.
1: conversion rate on your <laughs> website
0: um you know it's it's still decent like our ours is yeah i um i'll be real like on my side i don't think as much about conversion rate on average because you're more brand based i think about a little bit more about conversion overall, yeah, I just think about that overall leads number, you know what I mean? And that has been high.
1: And you have a they ask, you answer kind of <laughs> approach. So you have your pricing yeah. on the For website, some, yeah. you have all that. So like, there's a lot of like, the point that I'm making is yeah. not that we need to figure out these metrics, but those are ways you could go look at, okay. Yeah. So let's general, try to understand good, good the effect of my investment on my business. And yeah. overall, did the effect of my investment on my business Allow me to be more picky.
0: Yeah.
1: So your closing rate, you say it didn't go up. I would imagine that's nuanced as well because you're probably turning people away. Are those yeah. people counted? You're also probably like kind of putting it on the table in a couple yeah, situations. No, we're like,
0: very, we're very like, we're very very honest and yeah. Opinion.
1: Like, hey, that's this crazy, is what it is. It's
0: crazy how many people we turn. I mean, it's crazy how many. No, I like, mean, like one of these like uh, like. Uh, town Fire Interactive or someone of those those people. Yeah, town um, wait, hey, don't say the real name. I was just I was given the, oh, the town fire because there's another town one. Fire. With fire yeah, in it I got is, it. Uh-uh. But some of those like would probably just salivate over like the bucket of like deals that we are just like nope. And I and I really do res- like I, I talk to them and I try to be of service. But I know Brad would be even more of service to some folks that are in this position where it's like, maybe I don't spend 100, $150,000 on marketing yet, but here are the things that I can do. I can do local service ads. I can do (coughs) maps and reviews. I can get Mm -hmm. video testimonials. So I do sometimes like, it's sad a little bit that we turn so much away, but I ultimately just know who we're for at the moment. Um, But yeah, but I do. But on the other side with roofers, like when I'm talking to a roofer who's very, very picky, I it's hard. It's hard being a marketing partner for a really picky roofer. So I get how this is because like I'll we're like there's a lawyer that called up, but they want an appointment like 430 and they didn't want to do the appointment, you know, like. Like because they're (laughs) it's end of day or something like that, like those types of things, it's like it's hard to be the marketing partner on that a little bit.
1: Well, they just need to understand. I mean, at the end of the day, I would say, and this is gonna be this is gonna be like maybe a something that stirs some people up. I don't think it's the marketer's job to get you an ROI. I think it's the marketers job to hit agreed upon KPIs that are going to be lead indicators. I would say a lag indicator would be Your ROI, lead indicator, individual actions, lag indicator, outcome. If a marketer increases your traffic and does that, like they're supposed to work with you on all these things and they should be facilitators of an ROI. But they're not closing the deals. They're not setting the appointments and all that. So like, it's such a partnership and it needs to be treated that way more. And maybe what I'm saying is a little bit too much of a line in the sand, but I'm saying it almost too exaggerate yeah because if you hire someone like tim who has a us-based team of i think 25 26 people right now like, plus now yeah that's amazing and rare and unique yeah and like he knows what he's doing like it's you don't have to look very far to know that this guy has built a business that's doing things right RoofCon's amazing. Getting to see all the speakers like Nick and Eric and especially Tim Tebow. Very exciting, eye-opening.
0: Amazing speakers and great knowledge. Keep it up. First RoofCon, been following Hunter and the Revolt Clan for quite some time. And it's definitely been a lot more than what we expected.
1: RoofCon 2023 returns to Orlando, Florida, November 9th through the 11th. Get your tickets at roofcon.com.
0: I've got a last question for you, Brad. What Uh, What rhythm should you be checking ROI? Uh, like what time rhythm, how often?
1: So that's a great question. Um, that's a great question. I think the majority of your measurement of ROI should be on a yearly basis. Uh, and then when you do zoom in, it should be on a quarterly basis. The only reason people I think are conditioned to track ROI on a monthly basis is because they're billed monthly usually, Yeah. but that's not actually how marketing works. Nothing happens. Nothing magical happens. Nothing starts over. You're not telling Google, I want to spend 5,000 this month. You're telling Google, I want to yeah. spend this much a day. Yeah. Uh, you're not like, maybe you have like a reset of like, okay, we're going to do this many pieces of content every 30 days, but like really, it's always the flow of new content. Mm -hmm. So if you're looking at things on a monthly basis, you're usually gonna be really disappointed. And also if your business is forced to operate on a need of a monthly ROI, then you probably shouldn't have invested in marketing. Um, You probably should have invested in working harder or (laughs) doing something on your own to generate more leads instead of like going all in with someone else you can't hire a marketer because you need them to grow your business for you. And Ooh. you need to make sure you're hiring a marketer because you just want them to help you grow what already is growing and what's already there working. You go. And on a quarterly <laughs> basis and a yearly basis, I think that's how you can really effectively measure the KPIs, the little individual things, and then the business growth. Um, because if you, if you get so stuck on a monthly ROI or if even if you're three months in and you're like, man, I haven't made money yet. Like you may be turning off the thing that could have really helped take you to the next level. Mm -hmm. And it's not going to be the Google ads that help take you to the next level. It's going to be what the individual opportunities of optimized channels can afford you. Like, and that's, To me, it's like, okay, if you get in an area from a Google ad, like you could develop a whole process to take that area over. Um,
0: The the proverbial neighborhood takeover, if you will. Yeah,
1: yeah, never heard. So, (laughs) neighborhood takeover. So, like, if you get in an area, like, that is, think of yourself like parachuting in from a plane, like, you need to go put your flag in as many areas as you can and yeah. you need to have a process to do that and that process needs to start right away don't just wait for a referral once you hope you did a good job don't just do one little one little walk around of the area and then call it done like i don't care if you tell me you're canvassing around your jobs i don't care like you need to be doing 10 different things the majority of your effort and your processes and all of that should be centered around that what's happening from the moment a lead comes in to the moment a job's complete and beyond how are you maximizing that process how are you taking over a neighborhood that's how you win and you get jealous as a roofer you're driving and then you see your competitor have five yard signs on a block Mm
0: -hmm.
1: there's a reason that's what triggers you the very most because they're doing what you should be doing And that doesn't, there's no way a Google ad is going to get you five appointments on the same block. You're not going to get a Google ad, one, two, three, four, five from one ad. Like they're not all going to call you individually. The way that happened is effort after the lead was generated. And that's how you make a partnership with someone like Tim go take you miles and miles and miles and go into an incredible place. But if you just are looking at a monthly ROI or even if you're looking at the quarter and saying, I didn't make any money, this isn't going to work, but you're not actually looking at trends, then you're uh, looking at it wrong and you're probably always going to be in this hamster wheel of trying to figure out something that works and you're always going to be disappointed until you change the way you think and approach it.
0: All right. So you said what's the true what's the true north that you said is besides leads and deals what's a true north on marketing i would say
1: website traffic
0: okay i have a question for you let's do it website traffic versus video views okay i'll just note for us we track both yeah and and we are the video increase increase both what's that let's say video views on all platforms okay and so, let's imagine that those are the two. Give me why why uh, website traffic versus video views.
1: So, I would say website. I would say video views. Oh, that's complicated because I will say video views would be a good metric if you're producing videos.
0: Yeah. Now, and most people aren't, so that's a good yeah. And and if they are, if they are, the video views are going to be very very inconsequential. F- because this is the thing. It's really hard to get people to watch stuff. You can make the most beautiful video in the world. I've seen people spend $15,000 on a video and it gets 14 views, like no joke, unless yeah. they promote it and then it's still stupid amounts of money for us for a fancy turd, basically. Yeah, I uh,
1: so I would say website, tra- I would say good views, like truly good views are turning into website traffic generally. So if, yeah. like, or if you're just teaching someone about roofing, that's great i think that you should continue to produce content like that but i also think you need to make sure you understand what you're doing and why you're doing it and that's really just brand awareness you're looking for that one person who is like you're marketing at that point to a tiny 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 sliver of the market someone who's willing to watch a 10 minute video on how ventilation works and maybe that person turns into a lead at a high rate but it's not necessarily like The end all, I would say website traffic is where you're going to be able to see the most increases. So if you're doing a lot of good stuff on branding and Google ads and SEO, and if you have a yard sign and all of that, everything should kind of lead back to the website in today's day and age. Your GMB, another good analytic, like you can see how many people are viewing your GMB. And then the other thing I would look at is your closing rate, uh, I think closing rates are really good indicator of how all your marketing and branding is doing because branding yeah. decreases your cost per acquisition. It doesn't generate you direct leads. How does it do that? By getting you lower costs
0: per appointment and all that. And by increasing your closing rate. Mm, that's a really, really, really good point. I want to note for some people that might watch, cause I put out so much video, it's ridiculous. I want them to know that like part of that is just me as a marketing practitioner, just trying things and and attempting. Um, I'm not necessarily relying on that. I do have
1: different business models, though. I think that's relevant.
0: People are more likely
1: to reach out to our personal profile on Facebook and ask what's up. I think that that's less likely
0: to happen at a large scale for a roofing contractor. That's good. I think that's a good point so like on average like last week we got like, like maybe this isn't average but we got 45,000 views across all platforms. None of nothing was viral by the way. It's like that's 45,000 workhorse views, okay? And like most of it's like kind of promotional. You yeah. know what I mean? Like they're not promotional, but either educational or I guess memes count cuz I do video memes. Um but anyways, the, the point is, is then if I took that yeah if I take that and extrapolate that out in a month, um, it's somewhere around four thousand dollars of free um, uh, impressions. If I take like a cost per thousand impressions um, basis and call it like a like fifteen bucks or something like that, like so, the f- four thousand free dollars probably maybe really doesn't work out on the amount of time that I spend on it like it doesn't but it's like it's a the practitioner thing for me because I'm a marketer and I want to keep learning. so and that's weird for me because so much of the things that I've done have been my effort and time and the the math doesn't usually work out but the learning, is what I'm I'm also in it for the learning you know what I mean like for me the amount of time that I spend on stuff um yeah
1: I would imagine it gives you more opportunities in one way or the other it gives you the ability to turn more people away it gives you more inbound leads and all that though they might not be directly attributed so like it's okay if a lead sees your video on Facebook and then Googles you yeah. Like, that's good. <laughs> that means everything's working. That's why you can't just look at individual channels. Some people, I don't, like, I it's not me, but women, some women who are big into Instagram seem to be more likely to, like, seize a company and then look up their social media. Now, I personally never do that. But some people yeah. do do that. And then they might message you on social
0: media. It kind of just depends on where they want to reach out. Yeah, and a lot of our guys, the ideal customer is a female. So yeah, of course. any other like, like nuts and bolts things, like we track. So it, you can track, obviously, cost per lead in Google Ads. This is a tracking ROI and marketing topic. So I just want to cover all the things. Um, we are tracking conversions through CallRail a lot of times. We're using CallRail yeah. to track the amount of leads that we've got. And one thing that we do that it's like, there's some other companies that do it, but most don't where we actually go through every single lead. We listen to every single call and In we one, identify yeah. whether it was a real leader or a not or not. And then we track that. And then we also like to track it back to close deals with our clients. So that's, that's how we got
1: different. the 60%. I just had yeah. my team do that for a year and then looked at everything that that's came back. Perfect.
0: That's awesome. I love that. And just, just kind of like letting people know that's something you could do, tracking, making sure every single lead is in a spreadsheet and saying whether those closed deals or not. And then you can say for this quarter, we got 170000 or $350,000 of new business from Google Ads or SEO. There, there there's, always, there's generally work. And we're always trying to cut out the work as marketers. We're always trying to create more automations and stuff like that. But no matter what there's hard boring work and there somebody's got to be doing that i'm talking to some marketer or i'm talking to some roofers uh, well
1: marketers too i think marketers aggressively try to take the work away from people and then just sell a pipe dream and then it doesn't actually create partnerships and it messes it up for everyone frankly
0: yeah yeah because the more like automating too much sometimes it's not real um right now And, and like for the foreseeable future it's just A little bit of human element, good hard work actually does matter in digital marketing. Still, the I'm talking to roofers tomorrow at an Atlas event in Denver, which I'm really excited about. And one thing, and this will be yesterday, so I hope the event went well. (laughs) Uh, The one thing that I want to talk to them about is we need the we we need the why. Like so, the why? Do you believe in digital marketing? Do you believe in this? Do you believe in marketing? Are you asking no, me? No, I'm saying like, to the, <laughs> yes. audience, to the audience. Do the audience do you do you believe in marketing?
1: Because mm-hmm.
0: there's some people that don't, and I, I'm not ripping on you. There's there's certain situations where you don't need whatever, but roofing is definitely one where you do need it, generally to grow. So, um past a certain point, at least
1: We're so getting why. referrals is marketing too. So.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah. There you go. I'm getting better at that. The who. So who on your – is it you or is it a marketing manager, right? Like the who is really important. So the why is really important. Do we really believe in this? Do we believe more – do we believe we can add another million dollars in revenue this next year or another $2 million in revenue this next year because we're aggressive on digital marketing? And if you don't believe it, you're never going to do the, the important heavy-duty action. And
1: don't just if do a who, box to check.
0: Yeah, exactly. And a lot of people are checking that box. They're doing the lightest possible thing they can get away with. And then they're going to say, oh, I don't know why it didn't work. Mm -hmm. So don't be that guy. Be the heavy duty. I believe in this so much. I'm going to extrapolate as much resources as I possibly can, whether it be time and effort or money or both. Ideally both. I say follow money with effort. Then the who, the person, the the marketing manager or me, the owner. And then lastly, when. Like a lot of people are not scheduling these activities or these things, like they don't have somebody like hook has everything. Like we've got our deliverables every single month that they're getting, they get it in a Google drive folder. That's the transparency. And they, they can look at everything that we did. They, the when for an internal person would be Friday. I am doing from, you know, 9am to 12, I am recording these videos, mm-hmm. you know, like there needs to be times a weekly rhythm, for deliverables and I would exactly. say it's not enough right now, most of you guys no. like the the one post every two weeks is not gonna cut it. So like I think a lot of people need they just need to go hard. First we need the why, and it needs to be heavy duty and serious, and like like more in extreme than you realize probably. You're gonna
1: try something, try it.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And so I, I just wanted to kind of cover those things because I'm excited to talk about those with, with r- Roofers yesterday.
1: Yeah. No, I think that's going to be a really powerful topic because it's at the end of the day, man. I mean, it's a matter of like, I love what you said just now. And I think it's like almost kind of encompasses everything that we've talked about in a way. As you said, follow money with effort. Yeah. And if you're going to invest in marketing, then you need to make sure that there's no doubt in the world. In your own mind, it's more important. It doesn't need to be Tim's mind. It doesn't need to be my mind. It doesn't need to be your employee's mind, though they're probably more important than us in this aspect. No doubt in your mind that you did everything you could to make it work and to maximize every dollar that you invested. And if you can know that that happened or that someone on your team did it at your direction and you pushed them and you held them accountable or whoever it is, if you know that without a doubt, that's when you can really make a, a true judgment on your ROI.
0: And um, I know like a lot of, I know there's a lot of like skepticism around this topic, but I'm going to say it anyways. If you got a if you got a COVID test a couple of years ago on Christmas and you, you, you only swished it around once and it said to switch it around 10 times and you only put it in for one second and you said, Oh, it's negative. There's, There's a cost of false negative. And then you went to the Christmas party, like I'm feeling okay, but like grandma's there. You know what I mean? Like grandma might die. Okay. That's a good little point. That's a false negative, right? Like, and the same goes, like, if you're not, like, you don't show up to reports with your marketing company for nine months in a row. People do that. So we we do record a loom video for them but I really think the best thing is to come as much like you should come because it's it's like a real deal like I might need to make a change maybe we lost our repair guy for a month like that is important information to share with your marketing company that's running repair ads like these things matter, and you really have to be the conduit on that side or have somebody be the conduit on that side to give that information. No one is going to be a mind reader for you. No matter what marketing agency you go to, that information has to be shared. Unless I'm coming to your office and I'm sitting inside of your office like hollering over the, the cubicle to Rana, then I'm not going to know that you know that's happened or that – the. You know, like those things, you have to share them. No marketing agency. Even my competitors is going to be able to read your mind. So, no, yeah, that's it. That's it. All right. I so what, what can people do to go get more? Because I really love the neighborhood takeover. I love like you have the four pillars stuff, stuff you could do yourself. Yeah. Lots of our folks like should go check this out. What What can yeah. they do to get more information?
1: So, I mean, to be clear, everything that I go through is stuff I want people doing themselves so that when they hire someone like Tim, they can just crush it. Uh, I have a Facebook group, Roofing Brand Builders, Controlled Growth for Roofing Companies. Um, just type in Roofing Brand Builders. It's a group It has about 3,000 people in it. Uh, I do a weekly training in there. I put, I post in there almost daily just little things kind of to talk about how to grow your roofing business how to think about growing your roofing business and things that you can do. And my goal is it always is actionable. So I want it to be things that the right people can watch and then make moves to go tell me how it is. One of my favorites, someone told me they closed three deals uh, in a day one time after watching one of my videos using like a sales tactic. So like little stuff like that, but I want you to be able to take it and get going. So that's all in the Roofing Brand Builders Facebook group.
0: Awesome, Brad. Hey, I'm a, now that we're not competitors, I know it makes me much, I, I'm excited, and I know it's kind of lightly competitive. Competitive, but like as I've said, like this is the ideal situation for us because yeah. I think the guidance that you give on things you can do yourself is is uh, awesome, and a lot of people could take more action. Yeah, I certainly would if I was running a roofing company. I would take you know, a bunch of action, even if I used an outsourced marketing company. Which You, you know, should. I don't
1: lot, think you should would. learn how to do Google Ads or yeah. SEO yourself yeah. until you're yeah. really big.
0: Yeah. And so there's opportunity, I think, um, for folks here. So check out the Roofing Brand Builders Facebook group. Thank you, Brad, for uh, being on today.
1: Thanks for um, having me.
0: Absolutely. Thank you everyone for watching the video or listening. Please like, comment, subscribe, etc. Review the podcast, all that. All right, everyone. Thank you. Take it easy. Thanks, guys.